a Radio 191 FM podcast. But right now, joined by Collections Officer of Natural Science at the Otago Museum, on Lilao. Morena to you. Morena. How are we today? I'm very well. It's very nice and cozy in here. That's as to outside. right. I like to keep it comfortable for everybody else. But you only come in here for a short short amount of time. I have to sit in this heat for good some time. Oh, uh, yes, that's true. It can get quite negative. But it's fine. It's lovely. And, you know, um, it's good to be here. We could have been... I, I was dreading that I was going to have to text you in the morning say I was stuck in the snow. But I'm not stuck in the snow, and I'm also a bit upset about that because it would have been nice to have at least one snow day for the year. It'd be magical. It'd be great. It would be. It would be. Anyway, we're not going to talk about snow today. We're going to talk about um, diatomite, uh, which has been in the news a lot lately uh, due to people wanting to mine a diatomite in the Strathtyree near Middlemarch. Um, but I guess with all the press that came out, no one really explained to us what it was. Yeah, and that was the point of me just writing a blog for the museum, um, doing a bit of research. I am not an expert in this, and so I came to this about two months ago, not even knowing that there were fossils out there, and then come to find out how incredible it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also doing a little bit of background about diatomite mining around the world, the fact that diatomite is found around the world, but the deposit that we have at Foldenmar and Hindenmar and all these amazing places in Dunedin and in Central, um, it's just really cool to be able to share that with everyone. Mm-hmm. Why, I mean, why are they wanted ours? Do we have quite large deposits? Um, so one of the um, things that they found during their research that the university was doing um, mm-hmm. over at geology was they drilled a core all the way down to the bottom of this lake and found that it was actually quite deep. And mm-hmm. so that basically made it so that that deposit was a lot bigger and more economical for a business to kind of get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point of doing that drill was to kind of get more information about the structure of the mar, what the lake would have been like, and just kind of get a more of a hint about uh, what fossils might be still waiting to give, be found in there. So it's kind of been co-opted this knowledge yeah, 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 yeah. into it's, something. It's like if yeah. I was checking out something in my backyard with a shovel and I found oil, and all of a sudden the oil companies go, "Oh, you've discovered oil. I'm going to come and take your yeah, oil." Yeah, good even job, though, man. Even, yeah, even though I, you know, it's all my fault now. It's the university's fault. Huh. Um, <laughs> all right. So does that? I mean, the depth of it, the amount that's there, does that mean that the lake was quite old and had been around for a long time? Because what diatomite is, um, is it's algae, right? It's, it's sedimented yes. algae. So. Yeah. So it's microscopic algae that would have deposited layer by layer about one millimeter a year. Yeah, Um, so it was a very old lake. The reason why it's deep is actually because of the way it was formed. Um, And so it's kind of more volcanic action that made it the deep, a deep lake, not necessarily time. Okay. So time was kind of what made the layers interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's an old, because of course, um, Dunedin or Tipo, and the surrounding areas is old volc- you know the harbor cone mm-hmm. you know the, the harbor itself is an old volcano yeah and yeah. this the, Dal- the Dunedin volcanic field really yeah. extended quite a ways in mm, interesting yeah. interesting so it's quite cool Hmm. Um, okay, so it's uh, this algae, but I mean I guess it's the things that over time that fell into the lake, drowned in the lake or whatever um, they were fossilized within this 
algal sediment mm-hmm. and that's the things that we find interesting yes yeah and um, I went to a talk by Dr. Daphne Lee and uh, they had some of the fossils out on the table and just how amazing and lightweight it was and mm-hmm. just looking at the details of the leaves and just the amount of material that they can find you can just see that it's a tremendous task to just sort all that out and, yeah you know find all the really interesting bits and be able to tell things apart because I mean I guess they're just looking on the surface level at the moment yeah they've just really scratched the surface I think they like covered maybe an area like about a tennis court size yeah. and it's, it's actually quite a large area so how far back in time are we talking about to where they've gone and how far back can we go so they're te- there's sorting out a chunk a slice of time about 23 million years ago (laughs) and this was when uh, New Zealand was actually there was maybe about 18% of the land uh, that was current New Zealand that is still above water and Mm. that was actually right around central Mm. so um, this was before the southern Alps really rose yeah this is when um, there were no glaciers in New Zealand or Antarctica and the world just looked really different yeah yeah. So that's back when Antarctica was tropical. Yes. And it had lots of trees and the like. Yes, like that. Um, but this was also when the sea level had risen quite a bit. Yeah. And so this is kind of when um, a lot of our native wildlife and plants were evolving. And so um, having these fossils there really answers a lot of questions about how we got our animals and plants and basically what type of evolutionary history they come from. Okay, so I mean, you could look in there and find a kiwi with wings, perhaps. I don't know about that. <laughs> I I am not an expert. It would be it would be cool to find like a moa yeah. bone or something like that um, in there. And it's um, reading some of the more uh, recent literature on some of the fossils they're finding in St. Bathins, which mm-hmm. is from about. 16 to 19 million years yeah. um, they are finding um, more eggshell and f- bone fragments and other things like that and ducks and geese and wow. yeah just really amazing things it's just you know I kind of wish we had a time machine to go back and, and kind of see the, the great swamp and the great lake that was uh, up in central yeah this one was, I mean it was massive it was massive it had a whole uh, a big area and of course you've got some things at the museum like the um the bit of the crocodile's jaw mm-hmm. um there's also snake skins that have been found around st bathens and other areas as yeah. well yeah so a lot of that material lives with the geology department yeah. and actually a good amount of our materials up in the southern land southern people galleries mm-hmm. is actually on loan from the geology department as oh. well so it's great that we have that relationship to be able to you know show that for the public yeah that is really good that yeah. is really good because it, yeah it's a it's a, a diverse amount of um, animals that lived there in the day uh, and of course most of them are gone and I guess even some of the species that we have now have uh, evolved from some of the species that were were around back then absolutely yeah yeah so that's amazing um, what, what does it what does diatomite look like so it's kind of it, it's a bit it's almost like paper yeah. It's a bit it's a bit thin and it's very light and what you're finding what they're doing is they're actually just splitting the layers mm-hmm. almost like reading a book. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you'll kind of hear some of the scientists talk about like it's like reading a book where yeah. you're going back in time. And so they're kind of splitting the layers just to find what's in between each one. So you'll find leaves and insects, like Dracula ants. Dracula ants, that's other right. Fun things. So that was the one of the really cool things that I found when I was kind of doing my little bit of uh, literature research that there were Dracula ants in there and that it was one of the first New Zealand insect fossils around mm -hmm. um, and that it's just this really cool, it's called a Dracula ant. You kind of yeah, think yeah. it's coming from a sci-fi <laughs> type of thing. Um, but yeah, they have a really interesting history. There's actually not too many species of them relative to other ants. Um, and um, the fact that they did find several species of ants and were able to tell them apart from the fossils mm -hmm. um, makes it seem like um, there were actually there was much greater diversity of ants um, back 23 million years ago compared to the endemic ants that we have in New Zealand now. Yeah, and, and these are new ants that they've never seen before, right? These ones you're looking at, or these ones? Uh, I think they were describing it. Um, yeah. So fossils typically that get whenever they find fossils, they're usually describing a new species. Yeah. Wow. And have they found many other new species in this so far? So um, from the talk that Daphne gave, they were saying that they have found about 266 <laughs> insect species that, that they're working on. Yeah, wow. So That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, so it's it's a lot it of a you can get a lot of students in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, and that's the great thing too, right? I mean, it's there. The, like a lot of these students are coming through. I mean, one, this kind of stuff hopefully um, will get more people into the sciences. You know, uh, hopefully um, your blog and, and the talks that go on, uh, and just the fact that it was in the press might get some kids interested uh, in doing geology. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's it's just so inspiring, and having it right in our backyard is just so great. Mm, so I mm. think we really need to take advantage of that. We definitely do. We definitely do. Um, and I guess the work that the university is going to be doing it will be ongoing, and hopefully it will be um, allowed to keep going. Okay, uh, it's not mine, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just coming from myself. Um, fantastic. So, if we want to check out your blog, because I guess there's a whole lot more that you've uh, that you've got written down there, uh, where can we find your blog? Um, so that'll be on the Otago Museum website. So, mm -hmm. uh, if you go search Otago Museum blog, it should uh, pop right up, or do Otago Museum Fold and Mar. Mm -hmm. there. There's a whole bunch of other great blogs there too, isn't there? Absolutely. We try to um, keep things interesting and let you guys know what's going on at the museum. So, yeah. Indeed, indeed. And just quickly, you were involved in the Moa footprint. I was. I had the privilege of getting up there and really getting stuck into it. Um, so I, I was one of the first people to lift it out uh, of the water. Yes. Um, and yeah, that was another uh, collaboration between us and the geology department. Um, and so my role was to make sure that uh, the little uh, fishies that were mm -hmm. in there, the round-headed galaxids and the um, longfin eels that were in there, we found two... Um, of the galaxids um, are in, in the area and we were able to remove it uh, safely and also take some nice pictures mm -hmm. and so yeah it was nice to be able to contribute that's fantastic awesome and that's what your job's all about right it's the things you love absolutely yeah and that's why you get into it and more people should the sciences um well thank you so much for coming in this morning it's been a pleasure yeah have yourself a wonderful day um and hopefully you'll be able to get home tonight and it doesn't snow although i'd like it to snow just tonight when i get home so i don't have to come to work tomorrow that's not true uh once again thank you so much john lee that was a radio one 91 fm podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found